and welcome to another episode of 95 Hilltop Circle. I'm Steve, and I am your host of this humble endeavor. Today we are going to be discussing part three of a trilogy on a dystopian future that is even now at our very doorstep. And so, without further ado, I would like to go ahead and read you this short story, and then we will go ahead and study the scripture that it is based upon, which is Revelation 13, verse 18. So, here we go. The last of the trilogy concerning a world hell-bent on destruction. This is from a handwritten note found by the resistance after a public execution of non-markers. It is thought to be authentic and has since been copied and distributed among those hiding in the wilderness. It is believed to have been written prior to the Great One's meteoric rise to power. The state is actively hunting down all who might have a copy of this. Be careful and share it at your own peril. In this place, at this time, for most of us living, but not for all, for it will be different for some as it is for others. Let me explain. Wisdom, it is not given out evenly to the masses, for there is a wisdom that comes from living in the world, as though attained from a life of hard knocks, a streetwise existence allowing a person to survive, even thrive. But there is another type of wisdom, that which is born of the world. It is otherworldly, dare say, spiritual. This wisdom is found in the sort of person who remains thoughtful. Many times these people seem to be almost pensive about matters. This comes from their knowledge about things, and more importantly, their discernment about what they are observing. They are cautious by nature, and though they are very knowledgeable, they are not conceited. They are sensitive to their surroundings and to what they are observing, but they are able to set aside their own personal feelings. The person who has attained these abilities, who is able to guide their feelings and to understand their meaning, is the person who is able to come to a completeness of what they are observing. This can only come through the spirit of the person. Here, then, is the paradox. For it appears that there are two sets of these enlightened people, or better said, those who come by this wisdom benevolently, and those who abide by its counterfeit. The former use this wisdom to assist, teach, mentor, and instruct the less fortunate for the betterment of all. The latter use their wisdom to fool, entice, manipulate, and to rule over us. The wisdom of the benevolent understand their calling is to remain in the spirit continuously. This is called the quickening. It allows the believer of this source of wisdom to anticipate what is coming. That being said, Things in the glorious kingdom of the coming one are not what they appear to be. I am guilty as charged, and I speak to my brothers and sisters in the resistance, in the hope that your eyes will be opened before it becomes too late. I want you all to take a breath and stand back for a minute. We need to count the cost of following the masses blindly. We need to recognize the season of despair that is about to descend upon us all. The days of this kingdom that is being forced upon us is numbered. I personally keep the days by following the cycle of the moon, knowing it marks the times for us, memorizing the months that spread out before us, 
I literally count the days. In a real sense, we are being asked to cast our vote, to make a decision, a choice, to declare a verdict. I say to those who choose to receive the mark, there will be no turning back, even if you wanted to. You will be easily recognized by the physical changes which will occur to your body. Speaking of counting, there is a number associated with the mark. It belongs to one person, the future coming king of the world. He will be easily recognized by you, a man of fierce countenance. By that, I mean he will bow to no one, for there are none who are his equal. He will be a married man, quite possibly in secret to another man. Those who follow him and those who observe his actions will remain spellbound by him. I ask that you stay a safe distance from him, remain leery of his deeds and his actions. So here is wisdom. His number is six hundred three score and six, 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 six. Let me explain. In the Greek, the number six is signified by the word stigma. It means a mark or a puncture. It is formed by the letters sigma and tau. Sigma means to operate or to work by all in unison. Tau means to stretch forcefully. Without the mark, the puncture, no one will be able to work, buy, or sell. It will be forced upon us all. The number hundred is signified by the letter rho. It means an outflow or the flow of something. This appears to imply a fullness or completeness as though a task has been finished. Three score is a combination of the number three and the word score, which means 20. Three symbolizes harmony and wholeness for good or evil. 20 symbolizes cycles of completeness associated with a trial for reward or punishment. There will be three cycles associated with this man's kingdom that will ultimately end in his destruction. The first cycle will be a time of peace when all will be well in his kingdom. The second cycle will be a time of war, which will cost him his life, a sacrificial offering for the salvation of his kingdom. Lastly, the third cycle will be the moment he becomes the living savior of the world, when all will worship him as king and God until the day his kingdom crumbles. 666 is taken from three Greek letters. 600 is characterized by the letter chi. It means a foundation to set up or to establish a firm foundation or for an enduring existence. It is symbolized by a cross. 60 is characterized by the letter C. It suggests an entity that is not touching anything from above or below. 6 is the stigma, the mark, so that you might all know what is about to befall you. Let me continue. For I fear my days are numbered, and I do not believe I will leave this prison cell alive. In the Hebrew... The number 666 is made up of four letters, each with its own corresponding numeric referencing. 600 corresponds with two letters, Tav and Resh. Tav is the 22nd letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It has a numeric value of 400. It means a mark or seal. Resh is the 20th letter in the alphabet. Its numeric value is 200. It means the head or the lead. <clears throat> 60 corresponds to the letter Samek. It is the 15th letter in the alphabet. It means to lean upon, to uphold, to support. It is the laying on of hands upon a sacrificial victim in a blood ritual in the temple. The number 6 is referenced by the letter Vav. 
It is the sixth letter in the alphabet. It means and. It is the connector. It is said to connect heaven and earth, and it signifies man. Interestingly, the sixth man in the lineage of Adam is Jared. His name means he who descended, the one who rules, he who commands, the one who rose. In conclusion, my brothers and sisters who stand with me in the resistance, let me tell you who the coming one is. He is the counterfeit Messiah. He is the other. 666 is not a magical number that can be added, subtracted, multiplied, or divided to find a specific evil person. It is the number given so that you will be able to recognize the man who comes to fulfill his destiny. He is the living mark and no one will be able to buy or sell or live in his kingdom unless they carry his mark. He will be revealed after recovering from a deadly head wound. Do not be deceived. He will act in complete unison with his prophet and with his God. He will reign for three and one half years. This is the trial upon the earth. He is the sacrificial offering in the temple, the blood offering. The world will hail him as the God-man. They will flock to him as the ruler of the world. He will set up his kingdom and will espouse it as an everlasting kingdom. He will claim the Catholic crucifix, the chi ro, as his own, and will refer to himself as the completion upon the cross. He will promise a type of immortality to all who follow him and receive his mark. Do not be fooled. His mark is a death sentence. I must end this letter in haste. I must end this letter in haste. I fear they have come for my life. Be kind to one another and remember me from time to time as one who cared about his brothers and sisters. Shalom. So that was the last of the three-part series about a beast who is soon to come upon this world as the savior of this world. He will come at a time of peace and then in a time of war. He will suffer so that all of us might live in his kingdom. He is a counterfeit. Unfortunately, scripture paints a picture that most will follow him, believing him to be the savior of the world. But if we look at scripture and if we study it, we will be able to recognize this imposter for what he truly is, the beast, the Antichrist. And so let's go ahead and study. Luckily in the short story, there is a explanation of a lot of the meaning of Revelation 13, verse 18. So I'm going to give you a breakdown of what Strong's exhaustive concordance of the Bible has to say about this verse. So here goes. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and Six. Here is wisdom. In this place, at this time, for some, but not for all, possibly two meanings, one for this set and another for that set. 
It's worldly and also spiritual. The requirement is to be thoughtful, using discernment, being cautious, but not showing conceit, using understanding, to be sensitive to the subject matter, though being able to shut down personal feelings. Let him that have understanding. Understanding is to use your intellect to guide your feelings, to understand the meaning, to come to a completeness of the topic, to know the subject. This comes from the spirit of the man, the soul. This is possible from the breath of the Creator, the indwelling of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. Though it also implies that the counterfeit is present as well. This understanding is meant to be continuous. We must remain in the Spirit to receive the quickening. It is through the Spirit that the believer will be able to anticipate that which is coming. To count, to compute, to use a counter, a calendar, a ballot, a vote, to set the days, to declare a verdict, a law, this law will be verified by contact. That is, it will be easily recognized on the person. You will be able to touch the mark, to rub it for verification. The number, the use of the number to carry out the control of those who have received it. It's the number of the beast, the hunter of men, the wild man, the bringer of destruction. And again, the number, the marker upon men. And it's of a man, obviously a male. But the man is one of a fierce countenance. He will be married, a husband, possibly to another man. Those who observe him will be amazed at his actions, spellbound, a continuous sense of awe by those who follow him. And those who are leery of him will remain at a distance. And his number, again, it's the marker, 603 score and 6. The meaning of 666, the anti-Messiah, the other. It is the counterfeit Messiah. It is not some magical number that we add, subtract, multiply, or divide to find a specific individual. It is given so that we will be able to recognize the man, the number. He is the man who is the progenitor of the mark, without which no one is able to buy or sell or to live in the kingdom of the beast. He will only be revealed after receiving his head wound and descends into the pit. He will rise from the dead and will act in complete harmony with the dragon and the false prophet. He will rule for three and one half years, the length of the trial upon the world. He is the sacrificial offering in the temple, the blood offering. He will be hailed as the God-man, the ruler of the world. He will set up his kingdom, which he will espouse as an everlasting kingdom. He will claim the cross or the crucifix as his own. He will be empowered by the beast, the lord of the air. He will promise immortality to those who follow him and receive his mark. Heavy duty. Another point of interest. Look at the study in the short story that has to do with the four Hebrew letters that correspond to 666. We can actually find a blueprint as a battle plan against the 666, the mark of the beast and his kingdom. It is four Hebrew letters, the Tav, the Resh, the Samek, and the Vav. If we go to the Holy Scriptures, Psalm 119, 
the longest psalm in in the Bible. And it breaks down each Hebrew letter into a psalm of its own. Here then is the Father's battle plan for us to understand the days that we live in and to lean upon Him and not upon our own understanding. So humbly, I read these scriptures to you, and they are taken from the complete Jewish Bible. Psalm 119. Tav, verses 169 to 176. Let me come before you, Adonai, in keeping with your word. Give me understanding. Let my prayer come before you, in keeping with your promise. Rescue me. Let my lips speak praise, because you teach me your laws. Let my tongue sing of your promise, because all your mitzvot are righteous. Let your hand be ready to help me, because I choose your precepts. I long for your deliverance, Adonai, and your Torah is my delight. Let me live, and I will praise you. Let your rulings help me. I strayed like a lost sheep. Seek out your servant, for I do not forget your mitzvot. Resh, verses 153 to 160. Look at my distress and rescue me, for I do not forget your Torah. Plead my cause and redeem me in keeping with your promise. Revive me. Salvation is far away from the wicked because they don't seek your laws. Great is your compassion, Adonai, in keeping with your rulings. Revive me. Although my persecutors and foes are many, I have not turned away from your instruction. I look at traitors which disgust because they don't keep your word. See how I love your precepts, Adonai, in keeping with your grace. Revive me. The main thing about your word is that it's true, and all your just rulings last forever. Samek, verses 113 to 120. I hate double-minded people, but I love your Torah. You are my hiding place and shield. I put my hope in your word. Leave me alone, you evildoers, so that I can keep God's mitzvot. Uphold me, as you promised, and I will live. Don't disappoint me in my love. Support me, and I will be saved, always putting my attention on your laws. For what they deceive themselves with is false. You discard the wicked of the earth like slag. This is why I love your instruction. My body trembles for fear of you. Your rulings make me afraid. Vob, verses 41 to 48. May your grace come to me, Adonai, your salvation as you promised. May your grace come to me, Adonai, your salvation as you promised. Then I will have an answer for those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. Don't take away completely my power to speak the truth, for I put my hope in your rulings, and I will keep your Torah always, forever and ever. I will go wherever I like, for I have sought your precepts. I will speak of your instructions even to the king without being ashamed. I will delight myself in your mitzvot, which I have loved. I will lift my hands to your mitzvot, which I love, and I will mediate on your laws. I think that is just the perfect battle plan that we have to go against 666, the beast, his false prophet, and the dragon. We live in treacherous times. 
uncertain times. And as this world and its slopes become even more slippery, it's time to give our lives and our trust to the Father and through His Son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Mashiach. And with that, I bid you a good day. Shalom. Hi, welcome to another episode of 95 Hilltop Circle.